I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. There comes a time in life when it's time to say goodbye, before things get a little stale. Hey, some would argue the GameCube was stale ever since its launch, and others are willing to fight to the death for it. Either way, it's time for bigger, better, and more innovative things for Nintendo. So with that being said, it's time to celebrate the best of a third place console. And don't forget, we're only taking one game per franchise. So don't freak out! Hey, I'm Stuttering Craig. And I'm Handsome Tom for Screw Attacks Top 10 Games. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 243, and it's a very special episode of Remember the Game. And not in like the sense that it's one of those, you know, like a Christmas episode or anything like uh, this week on a very special episode of Family Matters or anything like that. It's an interview episode. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a long time. And if you don't know, if you go back in the Remember the Game archives, we've got interviews with Nicholas Pickles, the host of Video and Arcade Top 10. A big reason this podcast exists today. I love that fucking show. Summoning Salt, who is one of the most prolific speedrunning documentarian YouTubers out there. A massive YouTube channel all about speedrunning outstanding quality videos definitely recommend checking out summoning salt and we've also interviewed doug walsh a former uh player guide strategy guide author who came on the show to talk about what that was like and when he kind of started to see the death of that industry coming and everything so uh, the reception to all three of those episodes has always been very positive people seem to like the occasional interview episode change up the formula and this week we've got another one for you i talked to stuttering craig formerly 
of ScrewAttack.com fame. And if you didn't watch ScrewAttack back in the day, you youngins, gather around the lemon tree and let me tell you all about it. Uh, ScrewAttack launched back in 2006. It was created by Craig and his pal Tom, Handsome Tom, as he went by back then. And they really were one of, if not the, OG gaming content creators. They started out with a podcast, and then eventually they became known for stuff like their Top 10 Countdowns, which is personally what I know them best for. There were the video game vaults. There was the uber-popular Death Battles. Uh, they partnered with people like the Angry Video Game Nerd, which is actually how I found ScrewAttack.com in the first place. And uh, they went on to work with Rooster Teeth. There's been a ton of ups and downs. And Craig was there from day one. And eventually he actually got out of gaming content creation altogether. Now he's back in the gaming world. He's relaunched Side Scrollers, his gaming podcast. I've always enjoyed his work. I've always been a fan of the guy. And it was really cool getting a chance to chat with him about the rise and I guess fall of ScrewAttack. Hearing about what it was like like to be you know be part of something so big back in the day why he left screw attack what he was doing when he did leave what he's doing now why he came back and i even got to pick his brain about playing slam ball a little bit as well because if you didn't know that craig played slam ball that fucking trampoline basketball back in, i fucking oh man i remember thinking my ankles were rolling just watching slam ball uh so it's gonna be a little bit different this week from a traditional episode of remember the game but it was a great change of pace and i hope you all enjoy listening to it as much as i enjoyed recording it if you want to check out craig's current show side scrollers you can find it in the description of this podcast and i will give you a heads up that i myself will be appearing on their show next friday april 14th they stream it live at 11 a.m central at youtube.com slash at side scrollers podcast again link in the description of the show so if you want to swing by and check that out next friday and say hi it'd be cool to see some hot dogs representing in the chat but for now i hope you enjoy my chat with uh, with stuttering craig pardon me we went a lot longer than i expected us to but that means in my opinion that we were having a great conversation and we'll get to all that in just a minute because speaking of going longer than expected it's time for another edition of the remember the game infamous intro And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Listen, our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. We talk video games and stuff. I almost didn't do one this week, but I enjoy doing them. So do most of our listeners. Our listeners enjoy listening to them. Is according to the feedback. I'm not making that up. I've asked people, do you want me to dump the intro? Majority of people say no. So I'm not just you know blowing smoke up my ass. But if you're just here for the Craig interview, you don't want to listen to all the other stuff, skip about 30 minutes up the road. You'll hear some music. We'll be into it's almost always right around that 32, 33 minute mark. We'll get into the conversation. So you can skip ahead if you want to. Uh, I got to get my plugs out of the way. It's how we keep the bills on around here. We have merch. We have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Rocking incredible art drawn by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. You can find it all at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. Great way to support the show. And of course, if you don't like clothes, I get it. Summer's right around the corner. You don't want to be hot. You can always just support us on Patreon. Subscriptions start at two bucks a month and you can get yourself up to four extra podcasts every week. Uh, every second Monday, we have Purple Monkey Dishwasher our new Simpsons show hosted by myself and Mark McHugh. Every Tuesday, I release The Rambling Idiot, where I talk about my comedy career, TV, movies, sports. I reviewed WrestleMania this week, whatever else I feel like talking about. Friday, it's Game Patch, which is my modern gaming news show, where I talk about the biggest stories in modern video games. I uh, talk about new releases, give you some sales picks, etc. And Expansion Pass drops every Thursday, and that's a different gaming podcast every week. We do rankings, we look back at characters, consoles, genres, generations. We do some comedy episodes. There's a fucking 
ton of modern game reviews over there. Uh, this past week on Expansion Pass, it was episode 156, and we borrowed the Am I the Asshole gimmick from Reddit, and it turned out to be a lot of fun. Listeners submitted their Am I the Asshole gaming questions, and I judged them accordingly. And the one and only Maury Povich gave me a hand, even though he doesn't know that. Uh, it was a really good time, and as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, Am I the Asshole? Ronan said, when I play Shredder's Revenge with my daughter and she grabs the pizza and I had less health than her, I get extremely annoyed because that was always the rule when playing other Teenage Mutant Turtle games with friends 20 plus years ago. Am I the asshole? Well, that one is very simple, Gus. That one is like, yeah, if your daughter's taking the pizza, but she's got full health. Dude, I'll call somebody. I don't give a fuck if it's my daughter, if it's my goddamn grandson. I don't give a fuck if it's Shaylee, if Molly could play video games. I would say it to her. If you do not, ha I don't give a fuck if you have yet to comprehend the concept of math and you can't tell whose health meter is higher and lower than the other one if you take the pizza and you do not have the lowest amount of health and you don't at least apologize and say i'm sorry i did not realize the pizza was there you are the asshole but if you give someone shit for taking the pizza when you needed it more than that you are not asshole <laughs> not even close not even close joe if anything with all due respect, quite frankly, your daughter is an asshole. So that's now available on our archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 157. And it is arguably the most anticipated episode of Expansion Pass of all time. The Remember the Game Super Nintendo Draft. About six months ago, four of my guests came on the show and drafted 10 NES games each, fantasy football style. Then our listeners voted for who drafted the best lineup. And it was instantly a smash hit. One of our most popular episodes of Expansion Pass. And I've heard your demand. And we are finally bringing it back. Four of our regulars going to be drafting 10 Super Nintendo games each and then you'll get to vote on who drafted the best lineup it's it was a fucking blast to record i think you're all really gonna enjoy it so that goes live tomorrow so again subscriptions start at two dollars a month you get new podcasts every week instant access to hundreds of ad-free bonus podcasts that are archived and waiting for you plus access to our discord the chance to vote in our patreon poll every month the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows you can dm with me and you even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like i'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to our newest patreons Davilio, Arpu and Ass Taken. Good pull. Yuan, Yuan Tai. Sorry, Yuan. I'm not sure if I said that right. John, you guys should be used to that by now. John Russell, Jaws That Bite, Die Cats. <clears throat> Green Bastard from Parts Unknown. And I know you only use that thing, so I'd use that fucking voice, but I love it. Brian Ramligan, Preston Dylan Tourette, Chad Christoph Christopherson. Rage Chan, PBQ, Rudolphin1460, which is actually my phone number. That's kind of creepy. Ricky Richards, JCI, JC. Oh, JC, maybe. Uh, JSY. Uh, Rock44, Mike Green, hopefully the defenseman. Brian Granados, Riley Jorfi. Sorry, Riley. Brandon Murphy, Pegori, Pegorino, Andrew Pacheco, and Kid Cobalt, no, Rid Cobalt Scout. Dude, that was a bad batch of shoutouts. But just where does a badge of honor if I said your name wrong? It's I only do that to people I like. Thank you all so much for the support, and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon gets donated to charity. We're already, we're doing a max of $5,000, and after four months, we're at like 2200 bucks. 
So like, it's going to be a big 24 hour stream this year. It's fucking awesome. So thank you all for that. And uh, we offer annual subscriptions. That'll save you your 12th month. If you're interested and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash member the game. Whenever I have time to get over there, that's it. Up blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows. All right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Todd Usher, who said, Hey, I've got two questions, but feel free to only use one. First, have you tried the face scan on MLB The Show 23 yet? It is starting to get weird. Uh, no. I am starting to play MLB The Show again because I, I can't help myself. I just play Road to the Show. But I'm I'm hideous, and I want to look good, so I, I make a face that looks nice. So I, I've not tried it yet, but it, it is, seems weird. Uh, second... <laughs> there's the voice crack second did you make any last minute eShop purchases before it closed for good I'm bummed as it'll cost me more to play games I don't currently own on my Wii U but that's life uh, I did not on the Wii U because I don't have a Wii U anymore but I did on the 3DS I picked up all the Game Boy Mega Man games I picked up Fire Emblem Awakening I picked up The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds and I picked up Mario 3D Land and I know some of you are going to write in and be like you could hack it and just have all of them y'all know my stance on it I don't care if you hack it especially once Nintendo doesn't make it available anymore I, I believe in paying when I can so I, I dropped a couple of bucks and just picked up some legacy titles that I'm excited to own. Uh, rest in peace, 3DS and Wii U. I Man, I really did like the Wii U, but it was that thing was doomed from the start. Uh, Dylan Trader wrote in and said, Adam, have you ever gotten a fight and how much did you lose by? Uh, yes, one. And yes, I did lose quite handedly. Uh, I It was in grade eight, I think, grade eight or grade nine. And I was, I'll be, I'll be honest, like he was my friend, but I was giving a, a portly friend of mine a hard time about his about his portliness and uh i'm not proud of it you know i was 12 years old 13 years old whatever you are in grade eight whatever uh and he had enough and taught me a valuable lesson he beat the fuck out of me he ended up getting on top of me and he had my hands pinned down beside him then he punched me in the mouth repeatedly they thought i was gonna have to get my lips stitched my lips stitched up but i didn't uh but i i uh i'm not justifying people punching each other in the mouth but you know the saying like there's too many people that are comfortable these days with not being punched in the mouth for running their mouths. I learned a valuable lesson that day. And now I pick my spots and, uh, yeah, I deserved it. I was making fun of him. I deserved it. So yeah, I lost. That's the only fight I think I've ever really been in. And I, and then Sarah beat me up when I was like in grade two or grade three, but fuck her. Uh, Mason Ocampo wrote in and said, Hey Adam, you mentioned that you're, ex you're so excited for the new Ninja Turtles last Ronin game that you would even play it on PC. If it was PC exclusive, do you have a PC or would you have to buy one? And if you do have one, what does your setup look like? Uh, so I read this one just for the lulls because those of you that don't know, I do have, uh, I, okay. First of all, if you don't know, I am staunchly anti PC gaming and I'm not an anti PC gamer. You all play on what you want. I just want everyone to be happy. I just, I'm intimidated by PCs. I don't understand them. I find them frustrating. I'd much rather just pick up a controller and play. I have a Steam Deck, so that's where I get most of my PC fix now. But I do have a PC. When I started this podcast, uh, all I had was a, a MacBook. And then I, I ended up upgrading to an iMac, and that's what I used to do most of my editing on. Make fun of me if you will. I'm not an Apple, like, oh, you know, card-carrying, flag-waving Apple guy. They're just easier for people like me that don't understand computers. Uh, but then I also bought an HP Pavilion gaming laptop, which was really good that I started to use for streaming. And then it started giving me problems after a while. So last year I invested in a uh, – if you're asking me what the specs are, I have no idea. Uh, I bought a PC – and it, I don't even know if it says what it is here in the manual. I have I have no idea. I I I'm sorry. I had some friends that are PC nerds help me buy it. It is uh it was a it was like a, it's a black black case 
with glass on the side and it kind of glows funky colors when it's on and there's a logo on the front that looks like a shield with a dragon on it and it seems to work very good. I'm, I know that's going to just make some of you crazy, but I don't know. I'm sorry. I have no idea. No idea what else it does. But it's it's really nice. And that's what I use for my streaming and stuff. It's it's a nice computer. I don't really get it, but it's a nice computer. Uh, the Plow King wrote in and said, uh, I, I have to say that name in the Barney voice. I can't not. Says, Ahoy, hoy, Blank. Hope your day is going well. This is going to be a Terminator Back to the Future scenario. I know you've seen Terminator. I don't know about Back to the Future. I have seen the Back to the Future movies. Uh, if current Adam could go back and tell younger gamer Adam, you can go back to when you were a small blank or even as recent as yesterday. What are three things you would tell yourself to do or not do that involves gaming? Obviously, we would tell our younger selves lottery numbers, stock options, etc. It has to be gaming related and you can only visit yourself once. All right, so three things. I would go back to little super nintendo plan uh just got beat up by sarah adam and i would tell him a don't trust the saturnians you'll figure it out someday i would tell him b embrace the sega genesis kids embrace them love them hug them because someday the console wars won't be fun the super nintendo versus sega genesis console wars were fun fan boys fangirls today aren't fun so i would tell him to enjoy it while he could and i would tell him not to believe anything billy tells him because Billy was the kid I knew that always lied about what you could do in video games. And I'd always waste my time trying to find the secrets that didn't exist. Because fuck, Billy's probably in jail these days. Fuck Billy. That would be the three things I would tell little Adam. Uh, Frost Eye wrote in and said, Hi Adam, I know you used to work at Uline. And I assume you still know some people there. I was wondering if you could hook me up with something. About five years ago, I spent eight bucks on an item. Since then, I get a 200-page catalog every couple months. Whose tires do I have to slash to get these to stop? There is no unsubscribe button from mailed catalogs. Yes, I did work at Uline. And for those of you that don't know, I actually walked out of Uline to be a comedian uh, when I was 32 years old because I got in a big fight with management because every year Uline forces their employees to film popular scenes from popular movies, but using Uline, pro uh, uh, products as props. And they insist on you putting the owners of the company into the movie. And it's so fucked up. And then they make everybody, they pay everyone overtime to stay late after work one day and watch all the other branches, stupid movies. And they wanted me to be in the movie. And I said, no. And they like, my, my warehouse manager called me a disrespectful insubordinate in front of everyone. Like he screamed at me and he was like, when we're done filming, I'll deal with you. And it pissed me off. And when he came back from filming the scene, they were like, where's Adam? And they were like, he left. And uh, I walked out and I had never gone back. So I actually don't know some people that are still there because I burned that bridge pretty, uh, pretty fucking hard. I actually left my uniforms outside on the front step. Uh, like two days later. So I would get my final check and they got all like ruined in the rain and the snow. Uh, fuck them. So I, I don't, but yeah, those catalogs are fucked up and I don't understand it. And anyone, I guarantee you people listening to this know what we're talking about. I guarantee you some of you have gotten those catalogs. They're fucked. I want y'all to know internally at Uline, they see the comments from, from customers complaining about the catalogs and they laugh at them and then throw the comments out. I promise you. They print off the sheet of paper, this giant stack of paper with all the comments from, from, from customers. They laugh at all the people complaining about their catalogs and then they throw them in the trash. I'm telling you. Fuck Uline. Fuck Uline. Uh, Jake Ashford said, Hey Adam, not necessarily gaming related, but if you haven't talked about it yet, what do you hope to see from the post credit scene in the Mario Brothers movie? I want to make sure I make this clear before I make a prediction. As I record this, it's Tuesday, April 4th at 11.30am Mountain Time. I have not seen the movie. I have not seen anybody leak the post credit scene. So if by some chance I get it right in this, in this prediction, I swear on Molly's life, my dog, my most prized thing I could swear on. 
I don't know if there's, I'm assuming there is a post-credit scene. I don't know what it is. So please don't get upset if I got it right. I'm not spoiling it. I'm guessing. Uh, I, I'm, I, if I had to pick what I think it'll be, I think Wario shows up. That's my prediction for the sequel, Wario, and maybe Waluigi, they show up at the very end. What I want to see is Sonic. I don't think it's going to happen, but you asked me the question, what do I hope to see? Sonic shows up and we get a crossover movie, but I, I think it's going to be Wario and Waluigi, but I want it to be Sonic. There you go. Again, if I got it right, please don't yell at me for spoiling it. That was a guess. I don't know. I promise. Uh, and finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Eric Christensen Power Eric Christian Powers Esquire wrote in and said, "Do you ever play games just for fun and don't bother mentioning them on the show? Maybe a Slay the Spire run once in a while. Not to sound like a jealous girlfriend or anything. I'm more just curious to see if you have any desire left to play for your own enjoyment after playing what you need to play to keep the podcasts rolling. I can't imagine a professional ice cream tester going home to a nice hot fudge sundae after a long day of work. Is it the same thing for you?" Man, I think professional ice cream tester would be a horrible job. Like, you'd get so sick of ice cream. Fuck me. Uh, yes, I do sometimes. I, I mean, admittedly, I would say 90% of what I play, both modern and retro, is for the podcast. Now, retro stuff is for Remember the Game episodes. Modern stuff is to either stream it or to review it on uh, Expansion Pass. But yeah, there's the occasional. I play Slay the Spire sometimes when I want to chill out. Tetris 99 is a big one for me when I want to chill out. I played a ton of PGA Tour 2K23 and never talked about it. Uh, I play MLB The Show and I don't really talk. I'm not going to review MLB The Show. I just like to play Road to the Show to relax. Uh, yeah, so occasionally. It's, it's very rare. It's mostly those Mario Kart 8 sometimes. Like it's mostly those, you know, for lack of a better term, endless games. Um, like just about anything with like a story or like I'm going to play it to review it. But yeah, those are my occasionally like I like this has not ruined gaming for me at all. I'm I there's times where I want to play something else and I don't have time because I have to play stuff for the show, which is like a, a minute about a frustrating. But then I remember that I used to work at Uline and I don't have to do that anymore. And I'm like, this is the greatest problem in the world. So uh, yeah, that would probably be the answer. Mostly sports games. Sports games are Slay the Spire, Tetris 99 are the ones I go to when I just want to relax. So thank you so much, everybody, for all the submissions for blowing in the cartridge this week. We need to keep the show moving. So let's switch things up and get to our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get to that in just a minute. And if you don't know, our Patreon polls, two months ago, we changed it up. It used to be I would take eight games that people had said they wanted an episode about that I hadn't played. I'd put them in a poll. You'd all vote. Our patrons would vote. And the game that got the most votes, I would play. Two months ago we switched it up to a survivor poll where it runs for about a week and every 24 hours the game with the fewest votes is eliminated and we start the poll from scratch till we're down to one game and this month uh well march we went with with game boy and game boy color games and right out of the hop it was a three horse race between wario land 3 pokemon trading card game and Mo metroid 2 return of samus 
Uh, and that was what the final three came down to. And it was a nail biter right until the end. And to this day, there's still some blowback in the community. Like some battle lines were drawn and I don't know if they'll ever be completely erased. Uh, and Dr. Wario wrote into the show and said, Dear Hot Dogs, I'm very disappointed in you for not putting over a Wario game. Metroid is a great franchise, but Samus over Wario? Like I said, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And I figured let's close the chapter on this super controversial Patreon poll. Our three nominees this week are Wario Land 3, Metroid 2, and Pokemon the Trading Card Game. And 34% of you said play Mar Wario, remake Metroid and erase Pokemon. If you don't want, if you know, if you don't know, Metroid won uh, the actual poll. Pokemon got second, Wario got third. So this is interesting that you're all voting for Wario. Uh, let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Westgen wrote in and said, I'm going to play Wario Land 3 because I never have and people seem to like it, according to the Survivor poll. I'm going to remake Pokemon Trading Card Game, but just make it prettier. It was and is amazing. And I don't need 90,000 cards with all these new weird-ass gen, new, these weird-ass new gen Pokemon. And then I'll delete Metroid 2 because fuck it for winning the poll. See what I mean? Like, it's it was so, it was like a third of the community was behind each of these games. And so now we're getting shit, uh, we're getting hate thrown at Metroid for winning. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, J. Rodimus Prime said, I'm a simple man who loves playing retro games, and Metroid 2 is clearly the best of these three, so I'll play it in all of its original splendor. I'm going to delete Pokemon Trading Card Game because I never got down on that franchise, and as an outsider looking in, those games have spiraled out of control with far too many iterations, so delete the whole franchise as far as I'm concerned. Don't send your hate emails to me. Send them to J. Rodimus Prime. And then Prime said, remake Wario Land 3 so a whole new generation can share it in the joy. Peace. I mean, I can't bring myself to erase the Pokemon franchise, but fair enough. Uh, Davilio said, I'll play Wario Land 3 because I don't believe I ever have. I'll remake Metroid 2 because I love Metroid, and I'll erase Pokemon because, well, it was fun that time has passed, so goodbye. People people seem to, like, both, like, they're like, ah, Wario's cool, Metroid's cool. Pokemon seems so ride or die. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. It's interesting. Adrian Big Johnson said, play Metroid 2 because I haven't, and it's a Game Boy Metroid, so you know it's got to be good. Remake trading card game because it would be so cool to have updated Pokemon card generations and erase Wario Land because I've never played it, and I hate Wario anyway, so he can fuck right off. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm choking on my own rage here. How can you hate Wario? He's the greatest anti-hero ever. Oh, man. Adrian Big Johnson. You got a Big Johnson to come into my show with a fucking take like that. And standard-ass Brian wrote in and said, get bent. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with the minority of you. I'm going to play. I'm going to agree with 9% of you this week, including Adolfo, who said the only answer to this is to play Pokemon Trading Card Game. It's the perfect micro-universe for both going back to 2000 and the Pokemon craze and the beginning of card collecting packaged in a good, fun, shortish game. I'm going to remake Wario Land, a superbly unique, fun platformer that can be remade into a sort of full balls-to-the-wall Metroidvania-like Wario Land game. They really should do this. And erase Metroid 2. It is aged like milk and has been vastly improved upon by dozens of games, other Metroids included. I don't necessarily agree with your logic. But I do agree with your order, Adolfo. I myself would play the Pokemon trading card game because I never have. And I'm just very, I'm curious. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated. So I'll play it just to learn what it's about. I'm going to remake Wario Land 3. because, And I, I want to make it abundantly clear. I didn't want to erase any of these games. I'm legitimately interested in playing all three of these. And I never have. I'm going to remake Wario Land 3 because maybe it'll kickstart a revival of the Wario platforming games so i would do it just for that and i'm gonna very reluctantly erase metroid 2 because i love samus i love metroid games but we've got a ton of them and i can't help but think i could live without metroid 2 if i still have metroid fusion metroid dread metroid prime super metroid 
I feel like I could get by without it. So I'm not, I don't want to erase it, but them's the rules, and I'm a rule-abiding citizen. So thank you, everyone, that wrote in to play along this week. As always, uh, let me tell you what I've been playing. We'll get there in just a quick second. I need to pause for a drink of water and possibly a quick word from one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Okay, what have I been playing over the last week? A lot. I've been playing Earthbound Beginnings. Oh, that review is coming up in a couple weeks. The only reason that game hasn't gotten turfed by me already is because it's related to Earthbound, one of my favorite games ever. But Earthbound Beginnings is a fucking grind. Uh, I finished Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. People have been asking me if I'm going to review it. I don't think so. It's old. Most people that want to play it have played it. I liked it. Too much backtracking, but I liked it, and I'm super interested in Star Wars Jedi Survivor now. Uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem Engage. I just started it once I finished Star Wars. I've been playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. I'm taking my time with it, savoring it like wine. It is outstanding. And then I very slowly have dipped my toe back in the MLB The Show pool. Just for Road to the Show, and as I was saying earlier, just for a game I want to relax with. I Fuck, I love the show games. So that's what I've been playing. Let's talk with Stuttering Craig. Let's talk Craig. Let's talk Screw Attack. That's why you're here. As always, I like to give my listeners a chance to sound off about whatever we're talking about before my guests and I hog the spotlight. Rudolphin wrote in and said, Craig made both Screw Attack and Game Attack everything that they were. Honestly, I dropped Screw Attack when he left and dropped Game Attack when he left there too. As I get older, I have less time for this kind of content, but Stuttering Craig remains what I consider YouTube's most pure source of retro gaming and pure fun content, and I still love to tuning in every time I get the chance. I like it. I like there was so many nice comments. I like that people enjoyed, I enjoyed Stuttering Craig's work too, so I like it. Straw Hat Luigi said, this may out me as being one of the youngest listeners here, but I remember being eight years old and watching Screw Attack videos on the Wii's internet browser since I didn't have a computer or a mobile phone as a kid and always having to hit the home button when I heard my parents coming because they did not like the language used. Now I'm 22 and I still rewatch the old school angry video game nerds and pop fiction. I just re just remember they said Super Mario Bros. 2 USA was the ninth worst Mario game. I, I mean, I don't think that's the hottest take. I don't know where I... I, I did rank them all in Expansion Pass. 
I think that was our very first expansion pass. I ranked all the Mario games. I can't remember where I put it, but I, all right, fair enough. Uh, Tom Houlihan wrote in and said, screw attack is the reason why I have an addiction to top 10 videos. And I'm okay with that. I get it. Top 10 was my favorite screw attack stuff too. A novel console said when he used to do side scrollers, they had a conversation about Monte Cristos and Colt 45s. I embarked on a mission to find a Monte Cristo. I tweeted a picture at him. He showed the picture in an episode and episode and criticized how healthy it looked. Best day of my life. I love it. That's a good story. I like that. And White Burroughs said, not really a question. It's just a great set of memories of the Screw Attack Gaming Convention SGC. Watching Craig try to conquer Mike Tyson until 5 a.m., conquered by the rare decision the next year, but also the next morning when he would premiere. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of lost here. Uh, but also the next morning when he world premiered the not only the DuckTales remake, but Killer Instinct that was just shown at E3 the week prior. Dude, I wish I could have gone to an SGC because apparently that was a big thing back in the day. I... Yeah, I, I never got I never got there. That's I don't have anything else to add. I never got there. Uh, but let's chat with Stuttering Craig. That's why you're here, right? I think I snuck it in just under the 30-minute mark this time, too, which is awesome. Uh, we had a nice hour-long or so chat about the rise and fall of Screw Attack, what he was doing after he left, what's he doing now. We talked Slam Ball. We talked about gaming today. And uh, I hope you all enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed talking with the guy. I'm going to cue up some music. And when it stops, I will sit down and chat with the one and only Stuttering Craig. I hope you all enjoy the episode. Let's go. All right, kids. So as I've been talking about for a few weeks now, this is a very special episode of Remember the Game. You're still going to get me rambling like an idiot as always. Uh, but joining me via the blank phone this week is a man that needs no introduction, but I'm obligated to give him one. Uh, formerly of Screw Attack, now of Side Scrollers, one of the all-time, I don't know if I would call you an all-time legend, but I think a lot of people know you. It's Stuttering nah. Craig. What is up, man? How are you? Just, just a dude. Just a dude who made <laughs> videos for a long time. Had a had a, had a little 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 blip of success in a time before success on the internet meant a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fuck? Isn't that the truth? And it's, it's wild dude. Cause like, I mean, I've been doing this for about five years now and I've learned how hard it is to break through on the internet these days. Uh, right. and I'm not, I, and I mean, I mean, no disrespect to what you guys did with screw attack back in the day, but like, that's where I'd like to start. Cause I want to know what it was like launching a site like screw attack before everyone and every dumbass like me was making video game content. So I guess right. just to kick this off, um, for those of you that don't know, like who who is Stuttering Craig? What is Screw Attack? Like where'd you come from, buddy? Yeah, yeah. So um, so I started making videos online in 2006. So I actually started doing a podcast in 2006 called Side Scrollers, and it was a uh, uh, it was meant to be a radio show that I, I was like looking around. I was like, nobody's doing a radio show about video games, and uh, started doing this radio show online. Realized later on it was called a podcast. So we had this this podcast we started. It was me and uh, my buddy Tom at the time, and um, uh, that eventually became a, we knew what well, we needed a place to have the podcast on. So we had this uh, we found this website. We were looking through domains, and we ended up looking through all sorts of different domains, and we ended up uh, uh, finding Screw Attack, which was like, well, Screw Attack makes sense. It's like a you know really powerful you know power up. It sounds cool, you know. So um, so that's where the domain came from, and eventually. We got into uh, just making videos and, uh, and uh, our tagline, like 
the original idea was to bring people to the website every single day because at the time the internet was not a place where you found constant constant content just over over and overload it wasn't social media you know yeah. Uh, so our, our whole thing was um, something original every freaking day. You're going to come to our website and you're going to find uh, some sort of video from us or something um, that was different than what you're going to find on the rest of the internet. So we uh, I launched this website. I had my older brother create this like three frame, like piece of crap HTML website uh, launched with that and uh, just kind of started going and had no idea what we were doing. Um, yeah. Just Just figuring it out as we went. And eventually, you know, uh, was like, well, if we're going to make any money doing this. We're not, it's not going to be because we have a website. Um, and that held true literally to the end of, of the website. Um, which is funny. I was thinking about that last night. I, I don't, I do not remember the end of screwattack.com, the website. I don't know the day that the pull, the plug was pulled. And I was thinking like really hard and long about that, but either way, we'll, that, we'll get to that later. But, um, but eventually uh, started started creating like top 10 videos and uh, partnering with other people, angry video game or angry Nintendo nerd at the time who later yeah. became the angry video game nerd. Uh, and a lot, a lot of like great folks who got their start on screw attack uh, on, on our.com. And we ended up selling our content. Uh, a lot of people know us from uh, game trailers.com. Yeah. We spent uh, our content was viewed literally a billion times on game trailers. Um, which is like just insane to think about at the time. That's so, yeah. I, like, sorry to interrupt. But like for the yeah. other, for you younger listeners, like th that's a lot now. I don't think yeah. people can fathom how much that was back. Like that's un that's a billion a B. Like that's insane to me, yeah. man. I'm sorry. That's just no mind boggling. It, it, it was. It was. I remember like we had we were, we were some of the first people out like making content at the time, you know. And I think that obviously led to a lot of a lot of our success. And we. Not only were we the first out, we were different. We we tried to be like the anti IGN at the time, anti uh, IGN being like super stuffy and corporate and suits, and we tried to be the exact opposite: backwards hats and t-shirts and jeans and you know and and um, calling people stupid and you know just just <laughs> you know keeping it as real as you could possibly keep in two, keep it in two thousand six. Um, so we eventually kind of took off, and uh, we ended up. Um, partnered with a lot of folks. We ended up getting into merchandise. Then later on, we launched our own convention a couple of years into it. And uh, by the time we were done with the convention, we had like 15,000 people go into it. And we had, uh, we launched our own video games. And, you know, then we ended up selling the company in 2013, a decade ago now, um, to a company called Fullscreen. And that was like a really big deal uh, for, for us in particular. And, um, yeah, it was, we had a really great run. Then I spent the next uh, three years after that working with Full Screen, and they also acquired a company called Rooster Teeth, yep. which, which Rooster Teeth is not what what it was, uh, you know, back then either. Uh, worked with them for three years, and then I pretty much left and and uh, left there as fast as I could because it was miserable. And uh, working with Rooster Teeth, and um, started over, started to stream and uh, and stream for a few years. Then I left the industry entirely. And uh, recently came back and realized that it's just as jacked up as it was when I left. So yeah, uh, that's I'm wild, back. man. That's wild. It's it's fucking like, I mean, so like I'm not trying to compare us, but it, I, like I fell ass backwards into this as well. Like I make a living off this now, awesome. and I never and all I ever wanted to do was learn how to edit audio. Like I never imagined anyone would listen to this. And like you said, like you and Tom, like I assume, like I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you guys launch? 
everything thinking it would be like a career or was it just no. something to do? Like for, it was just something to do for fun. Right. Like, so I wanted it to be a career. Uh, okay. Tom wanted, Tom was like, Tom was still working a full-time job, but like as soon, pretty much as soon, as soon as we launched, probably three months in, I like quit my full-time job and I, I was living at my parents' house. I was 24, um, 24, 25 years old. And I was like working on my parents' counter and I was sending like cold emails to everybody because it came, became real, real email, real, uh, real obvious really quick that like, like I said, we can't make any money on the website. It just sure. wasn't, wasn't a thing. So the only way we were going to be able to make money is by selling our stuff right. and uh, kind of treating it like a production house for uh, a larger companies. Um, so I like, I spent like six months, like sending cold emails to people until I finally got like a, a response saying like, Oh, okay. Who are you? And what is this? And, um, we got our first nibble with a company called, uh, game videos, which game videos was part of one up, which was a part of a company called Ziff Davis. Uh, but this guy, Mark McDonald gave us our first opportunity and, um, he was like, he's like, cool. What do you do? And I was like, well, uh, let me show you. So I spent like 24 hours making our first top 10. I like scripted it and figured out all the assets and essentially just learned to edit in 24 yeah. hours. And, um, and sent him over this video and he goes, wow, you guys work really fast. I was like, yeah, we all work really <laughs> fast, you know? Um, and in that video, like went gangbusters, it was posted on all the blogs at the time, Destructoid and Kotaku. And, uh, I think it did like a quarter million views in a day. And, fuck. and at that time it was like, Whoa, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had, so we got a second one out of it. And, uh, and then, you know, I, I told you, I just sent all these cold emails um game trailers originally was like yeah we'll pass and then they saw those videos kind of take off and they're like hey guys what's yeah. going on you know yeah. um so yeah it's it's uh it was a really wild ride uh, being being there early on and essentially like having to learn learn the playbook and i always say like i feel like i wrote the playbook you know, like yeah. i just kind of figured it out and uh totally. you know, it just kind of made sense so yeah it was it was um it was really, really fun. It was a really, really great period. It was like perfect for that time in my life. I wasn't married at the time, no kids. Um, so, you know, which makes like what I'm doing now even more ridiculous. So. <laughs> so. No, that's the dream. And that's what I was going to say, dude, is like when I started doing all this editing and recording podcast, like YouTube, literally YouTube can teach you fucking anything, mm -hmm. anything. Like I have fixed stuff in my house that like I should never touch because YouTube right. You get try it's YouTube is the oh it's the greatest teacher of all time. When you guys started this, you didn't have YouTube, so like no. like what the fuck like how did like did you have any idea how to edit or any like because I know you, you correct me if I'm wrong but you went to school for for uh, journalism. Am yeah, I yeah. I, yeah. So I had a, I had a degree in broadcast journalism, right? right. And uh, finished, and I I had a um, I edited on a MacBook Pro that I got for school that had a student copy of like Final Cut on it. Okay. Uh, Final Final Cut Express, I think, and yeah. uh, so it was like ninety nine bucks for the student thing, and um, and I was like, you know, that was a lot of money back then, and um, still is, but um, and I knew like the basics. I knew how to cut. I knew how to paste. I knew how to drag and drop, and that's it. And that's why our videos early on looked as shitty as they did because we had no idea what we were doing. Sure. As a matter of fact, like I was the I I edited on on Final Cut Express, Tom edited on iMovie. And that's, that's uh, what I edit on. I love iMovie because right, I suck right. at this shit. So right. And uh <laughs> and you can tell very early on, like it was it was crazy, man. Sure. So that's uh, wild, it was fun. man. Mm -hmm. Good for you guys. I always tell people, man, like three I know it's a little different now, but like 
three quarters of doing this for a living is taking the leap and, and making like doing your first video, teaching yourself, trial and error, learning. And like you guys, I mean, you said you spent six months sending those cold call emails. Um, so many people give up, you know, in a, in a month, they're not getting a bunch of views or a bunch of downloads and they're like, fuck it. This doesn't like, you just got to stick. Like, did you ever, was there ever a time where you were like, we're wasting our time here. This is stupid. Or were, were you guys like, no, I want to, I want to, I want to do this. Yeah. You know, I think it was just kind of figure it out. Uh, figure it out. Like that's always been my, my thought, right? That's kind of how I, I end all my shows now is if you got a goal, go get it. And, yeah, uh, that's kind of how it's always been for me is, is, yep. uh, if you, if you really want to do something, just figure out a way to make it happen. And, Damn right. um, you know, whether that's been, you know, uh, screw attack or side scrollers or slam ball or whatever, you know, you just, you just kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of set a goal. And then I, then I put bullet points and how I think the best way to get there is. And then I just try to get through all, get through those bullet points. And hopefully by the time I'm done with those bullet points, we're there. <laughs> I, I so. admire that, man. I, I admire anybody that's willing to take a chance like that. Cause it's not an easy thing to do, especially on the internet. Even back in 2006, when the internet wasn't what it is now, you're putting yourself out there in front of the world. Right. And, and you could fall flat on your face and the world can, and like, you gotta just don't, don't just ignore them. It doesn't matter what fucking anybody else thinks. If this is what you want to do, fucking just do it. It doesn't matter what anybody else fucking thinks. I respect anyone that takes a chance like that. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, man, telling, so Early on, there there were like several conversations that were had that people just like. I remember registering the business, right, and uh, telling people that uh, we made videos online and our website and and our business was Screw Attack, right? Yeah. And they're like, "So you make videos online and it's Screw Attack?" And I mean, we're like, that's where like our our tag. We had another early tagline. It was not a porn site because so many people thought we were like a porno site, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, and then trying to explain to like nowadays you go, oh, I'm a YouTuber, you know, yeah. people go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm an influencer online. Um, I, hate I hate that term too. Bleh. But, uh, but those terms didn't exist then. Right. Yeah. So the idea of like, well, we make videos online. You, well, so how do you make money doing it? I, I don't know. You know, you decide we'll figure it out. You know, yeah, that's, that's I'm not sure yet either. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. That's, but that's the videos are plan a, the, 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 we'll get to step B later. Let's make videos right. first. I right. love it. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned the top tens cause that's okay. So I think I found you guys through the nerd. Cause mm -hmm. I was watching Nintendo nerd. And then yep. like you said, like you guys were working with him. Um, and then I started watching the top 10 and to this day, I can still hear like, I'm stuttering Craig from school. And this is the top 10. Like I can hear that in my head is like, did you remember what that first top 10 was? Do you remember what the yeah. first, which was it? First ever top 10 was top 10 worst ways to die. And that was on game. That was on gamevideos.com. And, um, it's funny cause, uh, that first call with game videos were like, what do you guys do? Uh, you know, it was like, I remember getting off that call and I was like, well, let me, let me circle back. You know, I'll give you some ideas. I was like, I'll talk to my team. Uh -huh. right? yeah, um, yeah. So, so essentially uh, I got Tom on the, on a phone, on the, on a call with, um, with his girlfriend at the time, now wife, I think they're mm -hmm. still married. I hope so. Uh, and, uh, and then another mutual friend named Andy. And I was like, okay, holy crap. Someone actually responded. They want to know what we do. And we were talking about all sorts of, all sorts of ideas. We wanted to do like a game show. We wanted to do like a, uh, kind of like a pimp my ride, but for, uh, you know, for, um, like living rooms and gaming spaces and stuff. We that's, actually sh shot like a, a rad pilot. Idea. That's yeah. A yeah. Rad yeah. Idea. We, we had all these like crazy ideas. And, uh, and then I was like, why don't we just do like top tens? Like, why don't we just present like a top 10? And uh, I remember the conversation, like very clearly, they were like, they said, well, everybody does top tens. And my response was, but nobody does screw attack top tens. And that's why when we started, we did, you know, 
top 10 worst ways to die, top 10 douchebags, top 10, you know, whatever. And we very rarely wanted to hit, um, we knew that like the top 10 NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, whatever, we knew those would be there, but, but we wanted to have fun with our top 10s and, and, uh, make them, you know, we did top 10 pussy ass bitches, you know, like all these (laughs) stupid, stupid top 10s. Um, and we weren't afraid to call people out. And I think people like really enjoyed that. It was, it was, uh, it was fun. So, um, yeah, first one was top 10 worst ways to die. And number one on that was, uh, in, in, um, wind waker at the very end where link plunges his sword through the forehead of Ganon. And, uh, it was just the idea of like Ganon seeing the blade coming before, yeah. like he looks up, it's like, um, it was, you know, <laughs> now if we were to redo that list, it would, there's a, there's a lot more worse ways to die. Oh but, uh, dude. Yeah. The last <laughs> of us online one, I can think of five ways that would suck to die just in that game alone, man. Right, also right. shout out to the wind waker. I fuck. I love that goddamn game. I love that game so much. Um, man, the top tens, I fuck, I, I love those top tens. Are you guys ever going to like, I know you're, we'll get into what you're doing now these days. Mm-hmm. But like, are you ever going to get back into that? Or do you think there's too many of them out there now? Cause there's a lot of that kind of shit out there now. There is there. There's a lot, but, but I, once again, everybody does top tens totally but, i do them. but i do but, like yeah i do them yeah but who's who does a side scroller's top 10 exactly right? you're and, stuttering that, craig dude if right. i heard that if i heard that today if i just heard i'm stuttering craig i'd be like oh fuck i need to watch this because it's just a blast from my past that's awesome right so i actually did i did like three traditional top tens probably about three four five months ago okay and i spent when i when i came back in the space i i just made a lot of content that was um that I was familiar with to see if I could still do it sure. and see if I can get in a rhythm doing it. And the thing with about the top tens is they take, it took me like 40 hours to do. It's a, it's a lot of effort to, to produce those things. Um, so if I was to do it again, yeah, I, I think it would be some sort of like, I don't know, I, I would need, need help. I would need some, like an editor attached yeah. to it. That's, you know, cause it's, it's a lot of work attached to it. So um, yeah, I would love to bring them back in some way, shape, or form, but I think we'll need to get there in time. It's, yeah, it's one, start one, with the podcast, right? Sure, one step at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I understand that, dude. I am, I'm telling you, man. People outside of the creation world, I think they look into it and they think like, oh, it's a 10 minute video, probably takes like an hour to make. And I am, I learned that lesson the hard way. I'm like, dude, there is a, there is so much that fucking goes into doing one of these. It's it's an I used to watch your video, like I would get drunk and then like when I get home from the bar and I couldn't sleep, I would like throw on these top tens or angry video game nerd and just watch these things. And now you look at it and you're like, fuck, that was a lot of work, man. You didn't realize <laughs> it back then, but fuck me. That was a lot of work. Um, I, I have a couple of questions from our patrons too. I asked the guys yeah. if anyone wanted to ask anything. Brandon DeZeba is wondering, um, how'd you choose the name Stuttering Craig? Where'd that uh, come Awesome. From? Yeah. So I, um, growing up, I had, I mumbled a lot. Okay. I just kind of talk over myself a lot. And my mom was always like, you need to enunciate, enunciate, enunciate your words. I remember that very vividly, enunciate. Um, so when Screw Attack started, I had this, I interned at, rate, at a radio station and I was always a big fan of like the, the alter egos of radio stations, you know, Wacky Bill or whatever, sure. right? And um, I knew that when we launched that, you know, like it goes back to, there's tons of Craig's, there's tons of Tom's, but there's only one stuttering Craig. There's only one handsome Tom. And the nicknames just kind of stuck after that. Um, mm-hmm. After Tom and I started, we brought in Ben and Ben was in high school. So Ben was high school Ben. And, uh, you know, then there's, you know, Jose, guess what? He was a, he was a Mexican dude. So guess what? He's Jose El Mexicano, right? So, um, <laughs> so, you know, they, they weren't like super in-depth jokes or anything, uh, but, but they were just, they were just kind of uh, there. So, as opposed to mumbling Craig, uh, stuttering Craig just sounded cooler. 
Yeah, so. stutter, stuttering Craig sounds crisper than mumbling yeah. Craig. Yeah, right, totally. Right. Um, and that's not your only. That's not the only Craig handle. There's also Evil Craig. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. I wanted to ask, as I am a fan of Evil Craig, so I wanted to ask you, where did that come from? And are we ever going to see Evil Craig again, or is he dead in the ground and gone forever? Evil Craig is uh, is about as dead as you can get. Uh, yeah. He, he is dead. Yeah. Well, I, so here's the thing about Evil Craig is if you go back and watch those Evil Craig videos. They are so not funny at all. They are so <laughs> stupid. And and I so Evil Craig was funny because the reality was uh, I remember looking at videos and they were I remember seeing all these people like knocking off James right yeah. and and the nerd and I was like yeah. there's so many parody it's like it's almost like parody of James or how bad they are um, and I was like I was, and literally it originated as anybody can do that like I'll fucking do it I'll do it and I'll make it so stupid and say the most stupid stupid things in the, in the entire world and you know what it's gonna work. And that's literally how it went. It was the most low-hanging fruit content I've ever made. And people fucking ate it up. I can't, like, it drove me crazy um, because I'd, I'd make these videos, literally, I mean, I would, from beginning to end, I would make these videos in, like, 12 minutes. It was write down a bunch of stupid things that I would say about this game. I would I would maybe like watch a playthrough of it online and be like, that's stupid. Or I'd, or I'd play play the game for 20 minutes. Then I'd go in, I'd sit down on the couch and I would just yell at a, yell at a camera and uh, and I would just say the dumbest stupid things that would come off, you know, that would, that would come off my brain. And, um, but it worked. And it's crazy because I get asked about Evil Craig more than anything, I anything it. in my career. Yeah. And they would, they'd be great for like YouTube shorts, right? Sure. They'd be awesome for that. Because um, that's essentially what they were at the time. They were just about a minute long videos. So yeah, um, yeah they, they'd be spectacular for that. But like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just a big old pussy now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got married with two kids and I don't want my 11-year-old daughter and my 8-year-old daughter being like, why is daddy talking like that? <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. it's funny uh, for all of you listening that are comparing it now to angry Adam. Cause that's not, it's not a, so I get angry on the show. It is not, I don't do skits. Like I don't, I don't do like a separate podcast of angry. It's just when I'm reviewing a game, if something pisses me off, I get passionate. About it. I love video games. It's different, but I, I understand what you mean. Cause people are always telling me like, we want to see angry Adam. And I'm like, it's not fun. Like it, it like, I understand people enjoy watching somebody get mad, but like, I understand what you're like. It like, or do you feel that like, I'm like, I, it's not it's not, I don't enjoy getting angry or even pretending to be angry. Like I'm right. like, it's, I want to have fun. I don't want to be mad. Right. And, you know? and I, you know, for me, I think the bigger thing is, um, on top of that, it's, it's not that I don't mind the character. I, I don't mind it at all. The, sure. I think the bigger thing is, um, this is going to sound really, really bad, but like it attracts angry people, yes. like people or people get people who, like yeah, fuck that, and, and, and like I'm, I'm talking about. Remember one in particular? I did one on Street Fighter Two, and it was so stupid. They're on on Chun Li's stage, there's a rock in the foreground, and I remember being like, I can't pick up that rock, and it was so like such a stupid thing. But I remember someone be like, Yeah, fuck that, you can't pick up that rock, and I was like, What? Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. And the, the idea that I included this in the, this video, and I I started to notice that like people would come in and and. Uh, it just attracted an angrier crowd. And it's like, okay, I, I don't really have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm generally a, a pretty nice guy, you know? So. Yeah. And that was a while ago. Like nowadays, like the internet needs no prompt. 
to be angrier no. or fucking malicious these days. Like, no fucking prompt at all. No. If you need any proof of that, they, Nintendo just showed off the first footage of Tears of the Kingdom three hours ago. Go read right. the comments. And you're like, that's just the fucking internet these days. And yes. I, I don't want to skip too ahead to what you're doing now, because oh, sure. we'll get into that. But I, we'll, we'll get there. But I did just want to... You and I were talking about this off air. Um, I, I'm a big believer in, in in positivity and enjoying this hobby and enjoy like that's why we play video games you know i know there are people that play video games because it's how they make their living but even if i were never making a dime with this podcast i'd still be playing video games like crazy i just love video games and i love to focus on the positive and talk about the stuff you like and if you're gonna be critical make it like intellectually critical for lack of a better way to say it so i understand what you're saying there's something about like when you're negative and you, you, you've been doing this a lot longer than me. So I wanted to ask you about that. Like you can impact your viewer, bit, your fan base, your viewer base, your listener base. And I, I try my best to have a positive environment, a positive community and bring people in to enjoy it. And like, is that, you said that you kind of noticed some of the evil people coming or the angry people coming in, but like, is that something you thought about then? Is that something you think about now? Like, do you think about how, what you're saying is actually going to influence people that are watching or in, interacting with it? Or are you just kind of being yourself and they can take it however they want? Yeah, I, you know, I'll say this. I think that with any community, you know, with you, with me, with pick any, anybody who makes anything online, it starts and stops with the head of the snake, right? And whether mm -hmm. you like to admit it, you're the head of the snake of your community, right? So, um, you know, it, it, you set a standard, a standard of what you expect, you know, like I coach, I coach, you know, youth sports, right? I, I'm very clear about my expectations of them, right? And, and they know what to expect. Um, same thing with, with, you know, the, uh, the G2 community, I, I, I set expectations and, you know, I don't want any dicks in our community. And if you're a dick, it's probably not the right place. You know, like yeah. we'll, we'll, we welcome everybody, but we're not here just to get, get upset and angry. Now we can have great, great discussions. Let's have great discussions. Uh, but, but there's no reason to get upset or, uh, or angry. Once again, these are games, totally. you know, and, yeah. uh, they're meant to be entertainment. And I understand yeah. you can be passionate about your entertainment. That's fine. Uh, but they're still games. Yeah. To me, it's a, I I've said it many times. Like, I don't, I could give a fuck who you vote for. I could give a fuck how you feel about, I'm like, when you're in, when you're in here, I just want to talk like, this is the real world is everywhere. Like yeah. I have an iPhone right here where I can, I could read about any topic I want. I just mm -hmm. want to talk video games in here. Leave the real world outside. Like, let's just come in here and forget about it for an hour because God knows as you get older, the world gets fucking heavier and heavier. So uh, I yeah, totally man. agree with that, man. Oh, fuck. The fucking yeah. I, I, that's what I'm really loving about what we're doing now with, with the return of side scrollers is we have this, we have this group of people that, um, we, we just kind of mesh well, and we're not afraid to laugh at each other. And sure. that, that's something that like people are afraid to laugh today, yes. it, you know? And it's yes. like, if we can give people an hour, hour and a half break of just, they're just doing whatever they're doing, whether they're eating lunch or they're on a, you know, running errands or whatever they have us on in the background and they can just giggle a little bit, man, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's really, you know, it's, it's, it's exactly what we want. hundred percent, man. I don't know about you, but like, to me, the single coolest compliment I can get from somebody is that like, I was having a shitty day and you made me feel better. And I'm yeah. like, that is, that is, people don't understand how powerful of statement that is. That feels so nice. I get it. hundred percent. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. 
which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Okay, so then we know where you where you were with Screw Attack, and you're making the top tens, and you guys had a um, the convention. If, mm-hmm. Am I saying that? Yeah. So uh, like things were big for you guys. Um, I don't mean for the. I hope this question doesn't sound cold because I don't mean it that way. Like, what happened? Why'd you? Why'd you? Where'd you go? Like, you guys were on top of the world. What? What? Why? Why'd you? What? Why? Why'd you leave? What happened? Yeah. So uh, so sold the company in 2013, and that was mainly out of necessity. Like this is the internet in, in the late 2010s, early 2013s and, and money was not moving like it is today on, in mm-hmm. lo- online. There, you know, sponsorships were a very new thing. Um, the idea of like live stream support was non-existent. Um, so really the only way to generate revenue was for other companies to pay you to make their content um, or have some sort of premium membership, which was kind of frowned upon at the time. Um, you know, like I remember, uh, IGN had like an IGN plus or premium or something I, like that. Yeah, I remember that. And, uh, and that was like really controversial when they came out with that. We had a, uh, we called it like uh, screw attack advantage and, uh, it was a horrible, horrible name for it. But, um, <laughs> but we did that and it was like, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, how fucking dare you? Like, how dare you ask us for, for, to, for support, you know, and what do we get out of it? And like, those are all reasonable questions. Like, what do we receive for our, for our, for our money? We tried to add like a really good value prop, uh, but it was just too early. Right. So, uh, in 2013, we reached a point to where, um, you know, I, I, like nobody's making any money at screw attack. We're all, we're all like, I made, I made $35,000 a year for the first, you know, up until I think, I think in 2013. In 2013, I think I gave myself a raise to fifty thousand dollars, and it was like, "Whoa, that's a big deal." And and, um, and I'm sure you're working more than like forty. Hours. You're not working nine to five, like it, I, you're right. Like no, it this is, is uh, all doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, it's literally yeah. all all hours of the day. So if you were to break it down into like what I actually made per hour, it'd be cents. Sure. Um, so, um, but it wasn't the point. I felt like we were doing something bigger, and it, but it got to the point to where. Um, we got introduced to full screen. They were a young startup that was, that was well-funded. Um, they were looking to make strategic acquisitions. They were looking to get into gaming. 
they reached out to us and we started talking with them. It was like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, you can offer all my guys insurance. Oh, that's great. You can offer them a decent wage. That's even better. Um, so that, that was like the big thing. Uh, so when, uh, so we got acquired by full screen in 2013. Uh, and then shortly after that, they acquired rooster teeth as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then full screen was like, Hey, you guys are in the same space. Let's play nice. You know? So they, uh, put screw attack with, with, uh, with rooster teeth, which was a fucking nightmare. I know I said, I know I said that earlier, but it was a nightmare because, you know, I, it was a nightmare for me personally, uh, going from having no bosses to having literally seven, um, sure. and, and having people tell you what you should do with your brand, with your community, and when they have no idea who, who, you, you know, what your brand is, what your community is. Um, it was a mess. And, uh, so I spent my, my contract as part of the acquisition, uh, was I had to stay on for three years. So okay. I stayed on for three years and left, left slash got fired, uh, like right at three years, they did not renew my contract. I was not going to stick around. Sure. Um, and, uh, about six months prior, I had started a brand called game attack and game attack was meant to be a third arm to rooster teeth, like two other big gaming brands, which were, uh, achievement hunter and Funhouse. And, uh, they're, they're like, well, we're going to promote you. We're going to do all this stuff. And they didn't do any of that shit. And, uh, and anyways, cause they knew like, they saw me stepping away from screw attack to start game attack while at rooster teeth, that's like a big win. Cause it wouldn't be like a, it wouldn't be a, a total like black eye for screw attack. Cause I already right. left the damage right. was done. So anyways, I left there and, um, streamed with game attack for about three years. Then my business partner went fucking insane. And, um, then I, I left to start a, a new business, and right as I was getting ready to launch that new business, uh, I got I got uh, recruited to be a part of a uh, uh, the gun industry of all things, the firearms industry. And it was like uh, I was I've never been a big fire. I live in Texas. I've never been a big like firearms guy. Sure. Um, but it was so different that I was like, yeah, let's give it a go. Sure. Um, and they, they more or less, the original pitch to me was they wanted me to build what I did with screw attack in the firearm space and build like a crew, like a team of people and, uh, you know, have awesome videos and also, and it was like all that, like went out the window, like two weeks into it. Um, so I, but so I stuck around like a year in that space. And, um, then I came back in October of 2022, um, and kind of looked around and was like, yeah, this is real. Like this whole gaming space, it's like hell. It's like it's, it, it's, it's so divided and gross. It's disgusting. Um, yeah. And I was like, like, you know, we've been saying like we got to remove the stick out of the ass of the video game world, and that's like our entire objective. And yeah. uh, to provide a little common sense and and be like, no, you you can't talk to people like that. Don't don't be a fuckface. Yes. Um, sorry, I don't know if I can. Dude, I can, no, fuck you. Have no fucking idea, <laughs> bro. Go, yeah. You go, yeah. Any anything <laughs> flies here. Go nuts. Um. Yeah. But yeah, you know, so. So we launched side scrollers like literally six weeks ago. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, seen some really good success early on and people have been like, when are you going to, you know, you're going to buy screw attack back. And it's like side scrollers is, is the successor to sure. screw attack at a hundred percent and a hundred percent. And I'm going to follow the exact same model. Like screw attack started with a podcast and side scrollers is going to start with a podcast and we'll eventually get into making videos. And, uh, it's just a matter of, uh, kind of, kind of hitting the ground running and, uh, but I'm excited, man. Like, I, I feel like we have a really strong base. Um, you know, we're just like planting the seed right now. It's not even yeah. growing. It's just, yeah. you know, we're just putting the, putting the seed in the ground. And, um, but I think things can move a lot quicker now uh, because the internet moves a lot quicker. And yeah. I'm not starting with, 
with nothing. I'm starting with a, you know, a Rolodex of, of friends and acquaintances from across the industry. So, sure. um, you know, people who do this. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really fun. Good for you, man. I, uh, um, I'm I'm sorry to I, I don't I'm really not trying to turn this around and be like well I do that it's just I'm I'm just I'm so new. I feel like where you were like 15 years ago like I'm four and a half five years into this and I'm learning and I'm everything you're saying is just hitting home with me the idea of like someone else taking over my brand and telling me like I I know what you could do to get you know like this is what we should do for your audience and I'm like you don't know my fucking audience like I right. know my fuck that just sounds so I, I'm a little bit I, I'm I'm happy you came back I don't know if I'd come back. Like, and I'm not, I'm not slam, but I'd be so just like, that would piss me off so much. Like, oh, my, like to me, this is art. I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm a comedian. I'm the art. I love art. I love being yourself and being authentic. And, and the idea of someone kind of just taking over and being like, you have to do it this way. Do it. This, like, fuck me, bro. I'd be like, you're being classy about it. I'd be on here fucking lighting them up right now. <laughs> like you're taking yeah. the high road. I respect that, man. That's fucking insane to me. Yeah, it was, I, it was definitely tough. And I'll tell you this, like after I felt really burnt after leaving game attack. Sure. Um, you know, I, I was just like burnt out of the, of the, of the space. I'd streamed really hard. We did some really cool things over there, but said my business partner went insane. And, um, and you know, like all, like I, I've been the bad guy several times in my career. Right. You know, when you have a, uh, when you work with people who are public personas, Anytime you fire somebody, it's big news, right? Yeah. Well, why did you fire this person? Why did you fire you're a piece of shit, Craig? And I've been the bad guy many, many times, right? Um, I've never been the bad guy for just being a dude, right? Mm -hmm. And that's and that's where I was with that situation. So I felt really burnt. That's why like I think that helped me help nudge me into the into the gun space. because uh, sure. it was like so different. Um, and I, you know, I really, really enjoyed my time doing that. Uh, but like I said, it just wasn't just didn't work out. So um, you know, I I, I told my, and the thing is I told myself, I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done making content online. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't know, man, it just kind of drew me back in. I, I honestly, I missed it. I missed the community yeah. aspect of it. Um, I missed connecting with, with like cool, decent people. Sure. Um, you know, cause I've, I was doing this like at home thing, like long before COVID hit, you know, sure. I was, uh, so, um, you know, sitting at home and, and, uh, staring at my monitors all day. I, I really enjoy the social aspect of gaming. That's like the biggest thing with me. So uh, anytime I can get together and talk to people, that's, that makes me happy. So I like it. Did you find the gun thing like a little bit, re like just a little bit of a recharge? You know what I mean? Like just get away from this for a little while. And then you're like, that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, I think that's the state. I, I'm so bad with phrases, but I think that's the right one. Like, as I know when I go out and do stand up for a couple of, like when I'm away from stand up for a couple of months, I'm like, now I got to go. I'm burned out, but now I need to go back to it. Like, did you find that like a little bit of time away from video games altogether? And you're like, fuck, I got to, I'm ready to go back to this now. Does that, yeah, or was it, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the thing is when I, when I say I left, I left, I didn't, yeah. I didn't follow any news or anything. So when I came back in, I was like, oh, there's a PlayStation five, you know, uh, <laughs> like I, I had no idea. Sure. I, mean, I, you know, I did it on the peripheral, but I, I, I didn't know anything about new games or anything that had, that had, had come out. And, uh, so there's like this year black hole to where I'm kind of getting caught up on things that I missed. Um, but it was, it was refreshing to come back in and it kind of more or less gave me a purpose, um, gave me a purpose to kind of, you know, and I realized that I'm fighting a, fighting a big uphill, you know, cesspool of shit. Um, but, but I really feel like, um, I, I feel like the internet is a place that <laughs> the best analogy I can give you is between Twitter and Facebook and all the social media platforms, YouTube, 
when did you ever see never ending story no but i get okay. i get shit for not seeing movies all the okay. time so I'm so just used to that. there's this scene where atreyu he is the lead character in it okay he is he has a horse this magnificent this this magnificent white horse and they start going across this like swamp right and this swamp is like it's called like the swamp of sorrow or something and it's the saddest scene in the movie where as they're he's making away this swamp all of a sudden his white horse starts to sink and the swamp knows when you have sorrow in your heart or you feel depressed or sad and it slowly sucks you down until you eventually drown and that's that's what happened in the movie to Atreus horse right Aww. that's that i know it's the saddest thing in the world that's sad th- jesus i know i know bring it on down but <laughs> that's what i feel like social media is and and get, that's where i feel like the gaming space is right now everything yeah. is oh, oh, oh everything sucks it's like no these are fun these are fun it, games like, you know so bro um, that, yeah do you guys go into war i'm beside you like i fucking i'm we are on the same page my friend this is brother did you ever did you ever see ghostbusters 2 uh yes yes remember yes, they yes. have this slime and it's negative and they're like mm-hmm. there's got to be some positivity left in this city and we can find it that's what i feel like with gaming i'm like there is some positivity there you just need to find, and it will find you if you're positive it will find you i'm a big believer in that brother you don't know you don't know this but we are in a war whether you like it or not we are in the middle of we are in the middle of a war right now so it's yeah. we, it's, it's, it's us against the world man for sure i feel it brother um okay so. a couple more questions from the listeners i i would like to plug what you're doing today but I want to oh, do sure. that at the very end because I yes. want to like, because I'm, I'm super stoked about what you're doing these days. Uh, so Astro Alpica, I know I said it wrong. That's part of the joke. He said, uh, did you anticipate the future of content creation back in the day? And would you have done anything differently if you could go back in time? Which I was something I wanted to ask you as well. Yeah. As far as going back in time and doing it again, um, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, what's crazy is, is if I had to do it again, I probably held off. No, no, I went, I went enough. No, I wouldn't have anything. Let's see. I think the only thing that I really would have changed is probably buying the game store. We, we owned a game store. I didn't I, know I, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought wow. a game store and, uh, from, from a guy and it was, it was a total emotional decision. It was the only time I've ever done business emotionally where I was like, that'd be really fun to have that game store. So, so I bought it and, uh, and it was, it was fine. It, you know, it like broke even, but I saw where games were heading from a digital side. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, owning a retro game store or a, a you know, re- resell game store, um, you know, in this market doesn't make sense. So we ended up closing it down, um, after, you know, broke even for a few years. And, uh, but I, I would redo that. I definitely wouldn't have done that. Uh, but outside of that, not really. Um, you know, I'm all I'm all for the ups and the ups and the ups and the downs. Uh, and you know, you take the goods with the good with the bad. And we had a, yeah. we had way more goods than we did bad. Uh, every day was fun, at least most of it. Um, you know, I would say that I, I was the one who took took most of the the brunt with any sort of decisions, and I'm fine with that. You know, if you're the leader, you got to deal with that stuff. Yeah. Um, as far as seeing the the future of content, yeah, man, I think we were way ahead. We were yeah, like way you, ahead you of were, it. You know, yeah. Um, I've I've heard a lot of folks say, you know, uh, we we walked so others could run, and uh, there's there's a there's I think there's a lot of truth in that for sure. I don't think that Screw Attack will ever get it to do. Um, it'll just kind of like be lost to the sands of internet time. 
Um, but you know, I, I, maybe someday some dude will make a documentary about it and you know, it'll, it'll have a, you know, a two week window where people are excited about it again. And, <laughs> and, uh, well, that was really cool. Um, you know, like you see it on Netflix or something, but of course, you know, until then, you know, I, I, I'm really happy with what I, with what we did. Um, and, uh, I feel like we, you know, we help set a culture, uh, yeah. for, for a while. And that, that's something that's very hard to do. So I think absolutely, I would say, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, like I, like my biggest inspiration actually was the guys that left IGN. Miller, Greg Miller, and those guys that started kind of funny. Yeah, kind of funny I, I respected yeah. what they did. I don't really listen to their stuff now, but I respect what they did. But also the nerd and also you guys. Like you guys were, I remember when I was just a dipshit driving a forklift and going out getting drunk and then coming home and watching you guys. And yeah, you guys, you you don't give yourself enough credit, man. You said the playbook, you guys, you guys were at least co-authors of that playbook. I respect the fuck out of that, man. Well, thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Nate Robbins is wondering when you left, when you left, did, did you, did your old, for lack of better terms, your old teammates, like, did they support you at all? Or did they no. consider you competition? And they were like, we got to no. squash him. Fuck him. No. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, it's funny and it has nothing to do with, uh, has nothing to do with, um, like, uh, the, the gaming, it has nothing to do with the gaming space at all. Like I've, I've had no contact with pretty much anybody I've worked with over the past 15 years, which is crazy. Cause I, I, I fought tooth and nail for them so they mm -hmm. could, so they could be set up, uh, in a, in a good place. I fought for stock, uh, during our transaction. Like I, I got them all, uh, everybody at screw attack. I got them, uh, $10,000 worth of stock, uh, which eventually, uh, vested out to almost a hundred grand for each of them. Like, oh, and, fuck. and that, that, and that stuff that I would not do the transaction until each one of them got something on the back end. And, uh, and, I've received, I, I, I got one thank you from, from the, uh, 12 people I fought for. And, um, and yeah, so like that, that, that's never really sat well with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, then when I left, um, then when I, I left, like, I, 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 I'm not like, I'm not political at all. Right. But Same. and being non, being non-political can be seen as being political now, apparently. <laughs> Dude, I had someone leave the other day that said I was too political. And I'm like, I've never talked politics. What right. the fuck? I get it. What the fuck? Oh. Right. Go ahead. So like, Sorry. I, I, I have this thought process that like you should just like kind of let people be who they are and do yep. what they do. And this, you know, pretty much like my line is if you fuck with kids, then 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 we're, we have issues. Right. Totally. Um, and that's that's like my thing, you know. So um, but with that said, I was I apparently was not political enough for pretty much anybody I've ever worked with. Um and so now I'm blacklisted from them. So, uh, good luck to them. And it's like, you know, hopefully eventually they'll break through their insane echo chamber and, uh, come out the other side and realize that, uh, not everybody is like them and it's, people, you know, so it's so fucked, man. I, that, that, like that, uh, like that legitimately infuriates me because I'm like, we're all 20 years ago. I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought. I just no. wanted to work with people I liked and talked about things I liked. And that was, if I like the Montreal Canadians and you like the Toronto Maple Leafs, we could chirp each other and then have a beer. And then that is it. And now it's just, you're right. Yeah. It's the echo chambers and it's people surrounded by other people like them. And fuck it's, that, that infuriates me, man. That's fucked up. I knew literally, I mean, up until I left game attack, I knew zero of my staff or employees, political leanings. Why would I, why would I need to know that? Who right? cares? Who, yeah. exactly who cares so Fuck. um you know so it is what it is you know like why would i why would i need to know that stuff it doesn't matter to me i don't yeah. care I, you know I, I i worry about what you bring to the table when you come into the office every day today yeah um 
but for some people, it just, it matters so much to them. And yeah. it's like literally their identity. So like they're extremely boring people. That's what exactly. Yeah. You fuck that's uh, dude. I said, I made a comment one day that I was like, not video games aren't politics. And I, and somebody came at me and was like, everything is politics. And I was like, everything wrong. is politics. Everything wrong. Is politics. It's not, it's not. Uh, okay, so Candido says, Screw Attack was to my teenage self what Remember the Game is to me now. So this is such a cool full circle moment for me. My question for Craig is, what is one of your fondest memories from the Screw Attack days? And what is something you wish you could forget? And then they said, my favorite memory is Jose running around in the snow shirtless while you kept praying for him to fall over. Yep, which fucking yeah. sounds hilarious. So, uh, yeah, is there a favorite memory from back in those days? Yeah, yeah. You know, from... We, we did so many videos, it's ridiculous. But that one with Jose was really good. That's kind of an iconic early moment. Um, but uh, probably my, my, my favorite one had, was never seen by the public. Uh, we, we had just done SGC, uh, and we had 15, like I said, 15,000 people come through the doors, right? Um, at SGC, I always, my thought process was, we're going to give them the, an absolute hyper burn at the very end of the show and leave the leave with a fever pitch and then be like, okay, the show's done. Get out. Yeah. So they were, the, so they're like, oh, 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 you know, like I want to come back. I can't wait to come back. And I remember, um, so we'd always finish with a, uh, with a, it was, we called it the Iron Man of gaming. It was a big video game competition. And we always, um, we always unveiled a, a new, like a new game. Like, uh, okay. we had killer instinct, uh, for the first time playable at, at, uh, SGC. And, um, uh, uh, we had Sonic four, like all these games that like debuted for the first time at this like random convention in Texas. Um, and I remember finishing one year and getting done with that event and just being absolutely after three days, mentally and physically exhausted. And we shut the doors. We said goodbye, said thank you to everybody. And, um, a few like community members stuck around that were like kind of close, close knit. But after that, we had, we had a room that was 3000 people that was totally empty, just filled with chairs and we're sitting there at the stage and everybody just started crying. And, wow. um, and we were just all exhausted and cause we knew we had done something really cool. Yeah. And, um, I think that was the thing about SGC was it wasn't an event that we hired anybody to do. Like we were the ones managing the event. So we were making sure that our guests got to where they needed to go. And, People saw that it wasn't like, yeah, let's hire this event production company to do this. It was like, no, we're going to figure this out and do it ourselves. You know, uh, Ben was the run one running camera. Nick was, the, you know, so um, it was it was crazy, man. Um, so that that to me really stuck out. Um, and uh, then we had a big like tenth anniversary party. Um, after, it was after we had sold. Uh, everyone came over to my house and um, we just kind of celebrated so that was that was pretty sure. fun so that's awesome um yeah you know but but, but video standpoint man there, there we had so many ridiculous i mean obviously we had a we had a salsa eating challenge we had anything involving food yeah you're like, a big eating you're a big eater yeah like it's, yeah. it's crazy because you look like you're like a very fit like i eat like shit and i feel it in my body but like your guy likes to eat and you look good like you must work out a lot because you look fucking healthy for a guy that loves to eat like you i look healthy <laughs> no. um yeah you know it's it's funny because we, we would do these i can't do them anymore but we would do these eating challenges and they always ended up bad and now it's like we knew going into it like we'll have a cc's eating contest and we're gonna eat so somebody ends up like there's always a punishment you know this one in particular um you know, if you lost, you had to get hit in the nads. There's a lot of ball hitting as well oh, yeah, early on. 
you know, that's like, just part wow. of being like a dude in your twenties though. That's right, just part right. of life. Yeah, exactly. Now that's assault, brother. You yes, know? <laughs> it is. It's, fucking, it's not funny. Don't hit yeah. us. Don't hit me in the nuts. If you ever see me, it's not funny. Right. Uh, so I, I know we're coming up on three o'clock. I'm not going to take too much more of your time here, man. Yeah. Um, quickly slam ball. How the fuck? Like I remember watching that back in the day. How in the fuck? What is slam ball? How did you get into it? And Rob, you can answer these quickly. And Rob Mason is wondering, could it make it today? Could slam ball make it today? Okay. So to answer Rob's question, slam ball literally announced two days ago, it's coming back in 2023. Fucking um, so they announced <laughs> it and they're, they're going to do a season in Vegas. Uh, they're going to do like a six or seven week season or something like that. I have not been approached about being a part of it. Okay. Uh, but I would love to be a part of it, not oh, as a yeah. player, but as something else. Uh, okay. I actually texted the CEO yesterday about that. Um, so slam ball is full contact basketball on trampolines. Oh, and uh, it was, it was on in 2002, 2003 on spike TV. And it kind of, kind of whittled around as like the feather and Forrest Gump. It just kind of went around for about 20 years and it ended up in China and ended up in all sorts of places. And uh, now it's like, everything's getting rebooted. So why not reboot slam ball? So they finally got, a reboot they saw some investment and uh they're bringing it back but how did i get attached to it well, i same same way as you i saw it on tv the first season um and i was like holy crap because i saw all the promos for it leading up to it i remember watching the first game i was like i'm gonna play that yeah and um i remember st standing there with tom like and in his parents house and be like i i'm totally in so that was actually my first taste of like what the internet could do uh from a power perspective i remember going on the slam ball message boards, like the fan site and uh, talking about, I want to trail, blah, 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 blah. And eventually the guy who, who ran slam balls, his name is Mason Gordon. He would go on this, uh, this website, this, this uh, forum at the time and be like, well, I'll, I'll give one of you guys an opportunity to try out. So I kind of campaigned and, and eventually I, I had an opportunity. They gave me a, an opportunity to come out to the tryouts uh, in LA. And in between then I had been, training like ridiculous like i'm freaking madman uh weights and basketball but most importantly i found a gym in dallas that uh allowed me to jump on their like gymnastics trampoline which is what they use yeah so i got really good at jumping on a trampoline before going out to these tryouts so uh when i went out to these tryouts you know i'm this like six foot three generic white guy um but i was like skying and everybody else was down here and i'm just like, flying up and doing flips <laughs> and all sorts of stuff and um so i stuck out and uh, they like my story. I was this guy from the internet who came out and he trained for eight months and he wanted to be a part of it. So uh, I eventually made, made a team. Uh, I got drafted. I was the last pick of the Fuck entire yeah. draft. Uh, ended up getting drafted and uh, played one, one season with the Bandits, who do not exist anymore, who I guess nothing really exists anymore. No. Uh, and uh, it was such a, like, I was, I was, I was the equity on that team. I was, I was the, uh, I, I was the lone white guy on the team, you know, like I was the dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, um, and, uh, it, it was, it was fun. Cause they, the cast of characters in slam ball was a bunch of like cast offs and never was not, never was, you know, like I had a, uh, the star player on our team was this guy named Martise Moore and he, he passed away a few years ago, but he was the four, he was a former ACC player of the year from Georgia tech um who like this is a stud basketball player but he mm -hmm. made really bad decisions and, and and uh you know he got cut up selling weed and transferred and and you know got caught behind playing behind like chauncey billups at colorado and it was crazy anyways uh he ended up like you know 
selling cell phones at a local mall, mall kiosk. So when they had an opportunity to play slam, they're like, hell yeah. yeah. Like really good dude. I had, I had a guy who was straight up drug dealer on my team, like straight <laughs> up. Like I remember I stayed at his house in the hood, like late. And, uh, and he's like, yo dude, just like, just be careful, man. Like, Holy and, fuck. and, um, I remember, I remember going and playing, playing ball, we went to the we went to the community center down in um, um, God I don't remember the exact city but it was like the hood man and I got the shit kicked out of me for like two hours uh, by these dudes because I was the only white guy in the gym and oh. I just got I remember like just like man you want to talk about racism dude it was I just got the crap kicked out of me and uh, wow. but it was it was like alert it was an experience you know sure. and uh, but. But overall, man, my, my time with slam ball was really fun. And I got paid to play a sport. Yeah. Not many people can say that. Nope. So um, I technically at one time was a professional athlete. So what's I up? I love it. That's fucking, <laughs> dude, it's funny. I remember watching that with my buddies back in the day. And I, I wonder if we ever saw you because I remember watching that and just like, we would just laugh. And I was like, dude, how are mm-hmm. they like, my knees hurt just thinking about that fucking game. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you fucking played slam ball. That's so sick. Slam yeah, ball and the XFL, my two favorite fucking, I love both of them. And they're both back. I know. It's so sick. I'm so glad the XFL is back. Uh, dude, it's been fun chatting with you. I want to wrap this up by talking about what you're up to these days. Cause I watch you. I don't get to watch you every day because I, uh, record right around the same time you guys are on, but, uh, I have watched your stuff. I, I watch it on YouTube. I enjoy it. So, uh, I, we got a lot of people listening to this stuttering Craig. People know you. Where, where are you these days? Where, what are you up to? What can, where can people find you? Yeah. Well, you know, I just brought back side scrollers, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can find me, uh, just search side scrollers podcast on YouTube. You can find it. It's youtube.com slash at side scrollers podcast. Uh, we are live Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock central time, uh, noon Eastern. That's nine Pacific. And for those of you guys living over in the UK, you can find us around dinner time. So uh, pop on in, say hi. Uh, I would love, love to get to know you. It's meant to be a daily hangout for you where we talk games and we're not all batshit crazy. We're actually, you know, pretty normal people who just like talking about games and laughing at each other and having fun. Um, and um, you know, if you are crazy, probably not the best place for you. <laughs> um, but we have a great time, and and I I feel like there's an opportunity to kind of change the change the insanity around games, and uh, we're gonna do it together because, like I said, we are in a war now. It is Damn a right. war. Damn right. <laughs> no, dude. I I I mean, I found you guys uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I, like I say, I've been coming back regularly, and I just you're exactly what I wanted to be. This is I just know I don't want to do politics. I don't want to do the fucking drama, and sh- I just want to talk about video games. That's all yeah. it's supposed to be. It's just cool people talking about a fun hobby that we all love. Yeah, just, so, just la- laughing, playing games, and just just enjoying each other's company. You know, I and I think it. that's that's probably the one of the biggest and most important things is, uh, you know, we, we say all, over and over again, like we're a place for common sense. Yeah. You know, and uh, common sense is something that appears to be very lacking nowadays. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people like, look, I I, have a, I host the show with a guy named Adam Krigler, and Adam Adam. Uh, previously had been in politics for the past three years. But the reason why he was so interested in side scrollers is because we didn't want to talk politics. He's like, yes, hundred percent. I want to get away from this. Um, You know, and he has his political leanings. I don't care. You know, like we, we're, we have a, we have a guy on on our podcast that is, you know, we got, we got uh, three dudes. We got a gay guy. We got, we got a, um, you know, a wonderful girl from Guam named Blabs. And like, you know, it's like, we're just people. Yeah. And people are cool, 
you know yeah, so it's almost um, a forgotten art these days to just sit around with people and talk and not fight with each other it's fucking right. insane so right um well i'll make sure i put links to that in the description of this podcast as well you guys so go check them out uh big fan of what you're doing craig dude i gotta say like i say i i grew up watching your guys' stuff i love the top tens i've, I've always enjoyed what you do and uh, I'm, I'm really glad that you're back and uh like i said consider me an ally of you guys because i'm on the same page as you we need to need to fix this fucking hobby of ours so thank you so much for taking time out of your your busy schedule to talk to this stupid comedian from northern canada yeah. buddy i i appreciate it very much craig it's great to Dude, meet it's you. it's awesome we'll, we'll need to we'll need to have you on sometime i think it'll be super fun anytime bro thank you yeah thank you And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Craig, dude, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule uh, to hook up with me and talk about the, your career in gaming content over the years and what you're doing now. And I'm happy that you're back in our ecosystem. And uh, it was really nice to chat with you, man. So thank you very much for your time. And uh, once again, everybody, you can find a description or you can find the links in the description of this podcast, youtube.com slash at the little a spinny thing at side scrollers podcast. They record Monday through Friday live at 11 a.m. Central. And I will be there next Friday, April 14th at 11 a.m. Central chatting with Craig and the rest of the crew. And it'd be cool if you could swing by and uh, hot dogs represent Either way, check it out. It's a great show. I watch it myself now. And uh, good dude. Good dude. And you can also find him at twitch.tv slash stutteringcraig. So swing by. Tell him, remember the game sent you. See what he's up to these days. Uh, and of course, thank you, Craig, for taking the time to talk to me. But thank you, all of you, for taking the time to listen to the show. Whether this was your first Remember the Game or your 243rd, I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you so much. If this was your first Remember the Game... 99.9% .9 of our episodes aren't like this. Normally we pick an old video game and we talk about it and it's fun with my regular guests and you can go back through our archives. There's tons of games there. New episodes go live every Wednesday. Uh, so check us out. Leave us a nice review. Uh, old or new listeners. If you're not hating our show, I, I'm not sure what the reviews do, but I'm supposed to ask for them. So leave us a good review, eh? If you wouldn't, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't hate this. And uh, if you want more of these, patreon.com slash remember the game subscriptions start at two dollars a month and you're guaranteed at least two additional podcasts every week you can get up to four depending on what tier you're at you can watch the podcast recorded live you can dm with me you can join our discord you can write in for shit to be read on the show some of it gets donated to charity and you keep the bills on around here it's just wins all around patreon.com slash remember the game and i'm on twitch whenever i get a chance to get over there twitch.tv slash member the game not remember member the game uh, just come by and say hi. Tell me why my nose sucks and uh, look at my beard and we'll be friends. It's good times, all right? Oh, and I have a P.O. box. Uh, you can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. That's it. I got to get out of here. Thanks to Patreons and uh, move on with my life. So again, thank you everybody for listening. I will be back tomorrow for all of our Patreons with Expansion Pass 157, the highly, highly anticipated Remember the Game Super Nintendo Entertainment System Draft so excited for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed as much as we did doing it. Game Patch will be on Friday where we'll talk about the biggest news in the world of video games. And I'll be back a week from right now with Remember the Game 244, which will most likely be my Earthbound Beginnings review. All right, take it easy, everybody. Thanks for listening. Cheers so long. Goodbye.
Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So from newest to oldest, this is the one that fucks me up the most. A huge thank you to... Preston Dylan Tourette, Cody Thompson, Robithin Dick Whittles, Liquor Like Luigi, Philip Mamouf Wafarts, Picanat, Picanat, Caesar, Plow King, Buy Me Bone Storm, Matt Zuntz, No Games, No Beer Makes CJ Something Something, Bula, Gloose Cappin, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Blobby Rogers, Devilish Saint, Brian Richmond, Sabin, Robbie Air, Jay Callahan, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy, Shoeboxers, Agent Booty Pants, a trio Wormwood, Raging Irish, That One Kid Josh, Mark Sneed, E-Man Trucker, Dill Pickle Rick, Fallen Snow Kiku, Tyler Bauer, It's OG, The Fiend, Ryan Calton, Brandon Helmheckle, Hired Goons, Who? B-Money, Mellow Yellow 8787, Ryan Maurice, Robbie DLC, Benjamin Atkins, Tristan Anderson, Faded Sufferance, Alexis Ramos, Sour Goatface, Max Sandin, Frosty Bear, Lord Longrod, Von Hugendong II, Digital Dave, B-Cause 19, Shorzy, Kevin Monroe, Dr. Nightmare 23, E, Adam Martinet, Nick Creature, WestJed, Postman, Denton Van Zandt, Darth Skywalker, Solomon Soto, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Itchy, Nuts- Itchy Nutsaru, Lucas Valadez, Graham, It's the Bigfoot, Alex R, Ryan Perry, Pizza Dude got 30 seconds, Alexander Camps, Dakota Guy, Heman Demon, Works For Me, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Kia Pup, Brandon DeZeba, Bobby Litton, Oh My God It Froze, Chris Lovin, Zamatos, Cam Nelly 23, Quiet Place Queen, K- Burt Macklin, Trevor McKee, Mark But Not McHugh, Bulma Simp, Arctic Fission, Hitchy Poo, Michael Barjudina, Beef Dingleberry, De- Timothy Sabrinsky, John M. Watkins, Bud Lightyear, Musty Beetle, Maverick Marty, Christian Gabriel, Brian Neese, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Isaiah Squeak Nuts, Joey Mercury, Sleeper Hit, Colin Bollinger, Adam Fletcher, Nerdy Hybrid, Donnie the Dude Walter, Sam Carpenter, Drugs and Bad MK, Daniel DeVore, Matt Hamilton, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Current Remember the Game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, Dem Boys on the Roof, General Fury, Cody Richardson, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Chris Williams, Joe Stone, Jimothy, I'm out of breath here. Kayach, Esteban Navarro, High Plains Drifter, Hega Waffle, Antonio Echeverria, Bucky the Beagle Herder, Scary Terry, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, John Jameson, A Dude Named Adam, Decoy Man, Fuzzy99, Dan Fuselman, Gabe, Stud Still Smash, DB Cooper, Sean Ramos, Evolva, Leroy Westrich, Thomas Smith, C-Spin, Beaver Boy, Laces Out Dan, Biddy, Thomas Childs, Jake Carter, Eric James, Ruben Elizal, Joe the Sandman, Phil Lencher, Jacob Adams, Mizuru, Steve Dalp, Jameer Williams, DBXJ, Ray San Wantonga, Stephen Parnell, Elijah Burns, Chugger22, Triple, Frosty Feet 492, Chris Dickin, Ballsack Teabagger, Jack Shepard, Holmes, Denzalo, Super Dab Bros Podcast, Poop Q, Just a Fish, Randy Barrage, John Woodruff, Tunable Power, Daniel OT Plays Games, Captain N, Jeff Bergeron, Russell Aldridge, Donko 504, Titan 420, Squint, Zola Blonde, Jola Blonde. <clears throat> I was doing good too. I can't fall off the wagon now, or off the rails. Whatever, I can't screw this up now. Johnny CCDC, Wolf Magic 21, Doogie, a Doogie. I don't know why. I also said Doogie Hauser for some. Now, God damn it. Andy Hudson, Sam Wright, Wolfgang Darren, Mercury 869, G9 PSX, Mike Maloney, Ryan Kitchen, Zay Donovan, Morgan A Town, Nathan Trombley, Aaron Lawson, Scott Brooks. No one cares. Dave Thompson, Angry Ticks, Fraser Burns, Jordan, Andrew Wright. Chris Fleury, Doug Dornslick, Rick, Dan of DNA Gaming, Dave McGee, James Clark, The Keegs, Andre Sharonic, Joe Buck, and Makeshift Mallow Magic Money. Thank you so much for the support, everybody. Talk to y'all on the next one. Purple Monkey Dishwasher.